Hello and welcome to Resources Radio, a weekly podcast from Resources for the Future. All right, welcome to Resources Radio. Kristen, today is an unusual episode. What on earth is going on? You are so right, Daniel. Uh, It's a pleasure to talk with you at the outset of this unusual episode, which is part of our 70th anniversary series. Um, Listeners will have heard the first in the series, which was kind of a historical look at a lot of the work that RFF has done over its 70 years. And today is the second in the series. Uh, We're calling this episode A Day in the Life because it's looking at RFF's present. So we're really kind of being spontaneous and having conversations with folks across the organization who happen to be in the office today and asking them what their day in the RFF life looks like. Yeah, and people, many of them have no idea that they are about to be podcasted. (laughs) Um, Kristen's going to be walking around the office today, tapping on people's shoulders, (laughs) knocking on people's doors, and literally just kind of asking them what they're up to. I hope somebody's going to sing the Beatles song, Day in the Life, right? Someone's (laughs) going to have to sing, woke up, got out of bed, tried to comb across my head. Yep. Yeah, we purposely designed this to be pretty spontaneous. Because um, we wanted to get a flavor kind of in real time of, of what a day in the life looks like. Uh, so yes, I am going to see who's around, Daniel. And, um, and we'll get to hear from a great collection of voices here at RFF. Yeah, and you know, today we're not just going to feature researchers, which is what we typically do, but we're also going to hear from some of the other really amazing people that make RFF work. That's exactly right. Yeah, so a great chance to hear some new conversations and really get a flavor of, of all the pieces of the puzzle that make a place like RFF thrive. All right, I can't wait. Let's go. Hi, my name is Alini Philpott. I'm a desktop support associate at Resources for the Future. How long have you been with us at RFF? So I've been working here since April 2021, so it's going to be a year soon. So you have experienced RFF largely in the pandemic. Yes, I've been coming to the office very often since I started here, um, at least a couple days a week. So I pretty much met everybody because I work for IT and I handle the laptops for the new people. So I met a lot of people. That is somewhat rare during the pandemic to have met so many folks. Uh, It shows you how central the IT team is to the operations of the organization. Yeah, thank you. It's been, yeah, it's been great working at RFF. I enjoy it very much. And hopefully now that the office is going to, you know, open soon, we'll be more fun to interact with uh, more uh, co-workers and everything. Hi, my name is Carolyn Mullen, and I'm the Vice President for Finance and Administration at Resources for the Future. I have been at RFF for just over two years. I started in December of 2019 and was here for a whole three months before we went fully remote thanks to COVID. I'm sure that was a very fun time in which to have to figure out everything about the IT infrastructure and the human infrastructure and the policies so we're very grateful that you that you led us through this very challenging time. Um, can you say a little bit generally about what your role, what you're responsible for? Absolutely. So in my role, I oversee sort of all of the internal operations at RFF. So that means um, we own our building, so everything dealing with building and tenants and our own office space, human resources and everything that comes under that, IT, and then of course, uh, finance and accounting and all of the budget and, and financial reports and all of that. It's a lot. <laughs> so of all the things that you work on, and there are many, 
Would you say that there's something that you find particularly enjoyable about your role, something that stands out at you, or something particularly interesting about the work you do? So I really love the people aspect of my job. I am a CPA, I'm an accountant who tend to be introverts, and I'm an extrovert. And I love that I get to talk to people, and I especially love the HR aspects and some of the work that we've been doing to try to help RFF become an employer that everybody will want to work at. The theme of our podcast today is a day in the life. So what are you working on today, given the millions of things that it sounds like you could be working on and do often work on? Well, today is actually a funny day because I spent my morning switching offices because one of the things that we've been working on is getting the office ready for everyone to come back. And that means assigning offices to all the people who have joined us in the last two years. Um, So I got to move my office and this is my first day in my new office. My name is Maya Domashek, and I'm a senior research analyst at Resources for the Future. Maya, hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining us here on Resources Radio. So you're a research analyst. You're actually a senior research analyst. You've been here for several years. Tell me a little bit generally about what that role entails. Well, uh, research analysts tend to do the sort of coding and grunt work part of the research that occurs at RFF. So I work on two different models that we use for our research, and my job is mostly maintaining those models. Maya, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I think you've dramatically undersold yourself in that introduction. I know for a fact that you are an incredible contributor to the research, and you also spend a fair bit of time uh, actually out discussing that research with policymakers. So what are you actually working on today? Um. Well, one of the things that I work on is an electricity model called Haiku, which represents the U.S. electricity sector at an aggregate level. And it's a long-term planning model to think about how the electricity sector might change over time. So today I'm working on calibrating that model and making sure that we represent projections of renewable electricity usage correctly. Awesome. Okay. All right. Last question for you. What is one thing that you would highlight as something either particularly enjoyable or particularly interesting about your job here at RFF? I particularly enjoy coming up with new projects. I haven't been here quite long enough to come up with a lot of projects, but I have been around for the starts of some projects where we got to frame some of the questions. Uh, What really is a useful takeaway and what questions are worth asking about, in this case, the relationship between climate policy and public health. Hey, my name is Luis Fernandez Intriago. I'm a postdoctoral fellow at Researchers for the Future. So, Luis, um, welcome to our uh, Day in the Life podcast episode. It's really great to have you with us. Um, so, Luis, we are just basically barging in on people and asking them what they're doing, like, right now. So, like, what are you working on today? We're giving some consultancy to New York State, and we are tweaking the model and getting it uh, ready to replicate the best that we can, uh, the actual state of the economy to actually to give the best policy advice to them. 
Where did you grow up? How did you get interested in environmental issues? I mean, I grew up in Mexico City, and it's, it's well known that it's really polluted. When when I started working in environmental issues was later in my PhD. I started as a labor economist, more focused on understanding the macro effects on labor markets and stuff like that. And I took a, a really interesting class on environmental economics during my PhD, and, and that was... Um, basically what changed my life. I, I, I already understand that we needed like policies to make uh, the environment better and, and, and to, to have clean energy and all these things that we are discussing right now. And, and uh, But at the same time, um, uh, uh, this, these policies may come to a cost for, for some workers and some industries. So I, I wanted to understand like how we can balance that and how do we, we can is the transition and help to get a little bit of what in economics we call a, a double dividend. No, try to see if there's any way to to leverage um, the economics tools to to make better the environment without or we're trying to hurt the less people that we can. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us something about your job at RFF that you like think is particularly interesting that maybe people would not expect? But yeah, just what's something about your job at RFF that you enjoy that maybe would be unexpected? Uh, the thing that I like the most about my job is using my tools and training to try to influence uh, policy and trying to get better decision making. And I mean, uh, connected to that, I will remember when I was starting to, to study for my undergrad, I wanted a profession that I could impact the most. And, and, and when I chose to be an economist, I was worried that if I would be able to impact that much. And when I decided to be that, I told my father, who is a MD, is a surgeon, and that I was worried about the impact that I could achieve. And I stressed the fact that I wanted to affect policymaking. And he told me something that was really reassuring, that he said that by being an economist, I will be working in policymaking. I could potentially affect much more people with a single good policy than all the patients that he had treated in his whole career. So, I mean, doing that in some sense, like working here at RFF and being able to advise federal and state governments, helping design policies that balance environmental and economic improvements and health quality and all these things, I think is really incredible. I mean, using my tools and everything that I learned to actually to influence policymaking, I think is my, I mean, the best part of, of my job. My name is Manho. I am a visiting scholar at Resources for the Future. I'm a visiting scholar here. I uh, work out at uh, the Harvard China Project, but I live in Washington. So I uh, come to this office to uh, work with colleagues here. Uh, so how long have you been associated with RFF? Um, since 1999. Uh, I've been here except for four years when I was abroad. And so uh, to say a little bit more generally about the scope of your research and what you work on and what's of interest to you. Um, I've been uh, doing a lot of work on uh, uh, U.S. Uh, energy and uh, carbon policies. And I've also been uh, doing the same thing uh, for China. And currently, my, also my uh, research is uh, focused on uh, Chinese issues, uh, China electricity policy and uh, uh, carbon policies. And so, Mun, the question of the day is, what are you actually working on today? Today, I'm trying to uh, debug a computer programming problem I have with my China model. 
and I've been uh, sweating, quite literally sweating now, <laughs> because I've been struggling with it for uh, the last three days, and uh, there's a bug there. Margaret Walls, welcome to A Day in the Life at RFF. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hi, my name is Margaret Walls. I'm a senior fellow at Resources for the Future. So, Margaret, um, we're just popping in today to see what you're up to. We're just trying to get a sense of, like, literally, what are you doing right now? Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was doing. We're working on explainers, two explainers, um, which are you know popular RFF publications, on flooding. And so I've been going back and forth with Donnie Peterson about flooding trends in the U.S. over the last you know couple of decades. And I'm digging through all the literature I have stored on my computer and Googling around and trying to find exactly the right publications to cite for these statistics. That's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, really interesting. But are there other interesting kind of metrics that we can use to understand who might be more vulnerable, you know, exposed to different risks? When we think about flooding or any kind of disaster impacts, we talk about risk as um, the hazard itself. So sort of the likelihood of an event happening, the exposure in the area that's at risk, and then the vulnerability of the population. So vulnerability is sort of your ability to weather the storm. And poor people tend to live in flood prone areas. That is a fact. And they tend to less likely to have flood insurance and study after study shows that flood insurance is really important for recovering from these events. Um, and then also they might have underlying health conditions and so forth that um, make them at risk. So where those places are in our country are, you know, some are coastal, some are riverine areas where there's river flooding. Um, but, you know, we map the floodplains in the country. We know something about where those flood risks are. Um, and we do tend to find those more vulnerable people there in most of these locations. Uh, setting aside, you know, right on the coast, high-end properties, which are also at risk. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about the the flooding explainer? Like, what are the key things you want people to take away from, from the explainer when they've read it? So it's going to explain what flooding is and where it comes from and what the trends are, how climate change is, is changing it and what the impacts are. And so there will be two of them. And one will be sort of a fact-based thing on what kind of flooding there is and what the impacts are. And the second will be more about policies to address the problem. Yeah. Uh, resources Radio listeners, be on the lookout for these explainers. Uh, they sound really fascinating. And thank you so much, Margaret, for letting us barge in on you like this and uh, give us an update on your work. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Have a good day. You too. Offices anymore. It's around again. Maybe right here. One visitor. <laughs> oh, here. Hi, my name is Matt Wibbenmeyer. I'm a fellow at Resources for the Future. I've been working at RFF for about three and a half years now. And you know, research fellows, of course, kind of the the backbone of everything that happens here. So can you just kind of tell me in general terms how you would characterize the role of a fellow at RFF? Yeah, so we're um, researchers uh, who work on environmental um, economics and policy related questions um, intended to uh, make an impact on uh, policy decision making. 
I think I like what I like the most about working at RFF is just how varied the job is. Um, you know, in a given week, I, I may be working on um, four or five different projects and and writing and doing analysis and having meetings with other researchers or policymakers or funders or so it really is um, varied and and that's that's really enjoyable for me. What have you actually been working on today? I uh, attended our um, climate resilience impacts and adaptation meeting in the morning and then I had a couple of research meetings this afternoon looking at um, environmental justice issues related to allocation of fuel treatments um, for uh, wildfire risk reduction. And another project um, looking at um, household residential location decisions um, across uh, wildfire risk areas. How do you actually decide what's going to be your next, not just your next day, but your next kind of big undertaking? Um, in this case, in that project I mentioned, we were approached and about um, providing an extension to a previous project that we had been working on um, for presentation at a uh, academic conference. And so that's that's how that project got started. My name is Billy Pizer. I am the Vice President for Research and Policy Engagement at Resources for the Future. Billy, I know we've our listeners have heard you on the podcast once before, but because this is a slightly different kind of podcast, or a very different kind of podcast, let me ask you just a few questions about you and your role. So how long have you actually been at RFF? I originally came to Resources for the Future in the fall of 1996, right after I finished graduate school and my PhD in economics. Uh, I guess I started back at RFF in May of 2021, and I assumed the role of vice president for research and policy engagement on September 1st, 2021. So this is my second time around. I know this is going to be a tricky question because you have a very wide set of responsibilities. But tell our listeners a little bit about your role here at RFF. My role or my the main thing about my role here is trying to help the research staff formulate and execute a research agenda that is both intellectually interesting, uh, relevant for policymaking and decision makers, uh, and can be presented in ways that reach our audience and you know, in ways that they can assimilate the information. So it's it's really working with the research staff to to formulate the strategy for research at RFF. Uh, I'm spending a lot of time right now trying to recruit new people to RFF because we really want to expand the research staff. Um, and there's, you know, lots of little bits and pieces about trying to make the organization run more smoothly and efficiently and effectively. So uh, so what of those many things are you are you working on today? All of them. Um no, seriously. Uh, I had a, a morning meeting where I heard about some some new research that uh, Margaret Walls and, and Penny Lau are doing, um, looking at the impacts in coastal regions uh, of of rising sea levels and how that's affecting businesses. 
um, it was really kind of all over the place. I mean, I got to hear about new research. I got to try to explain prospective research to funders. Um, we also had like a policy conversation about making our models open source, uh, which I think is like a really great and cool idea, but, you know, has complications to it. So lots of, lots of little pieces. I think one of the reasons I really like the job is because it does jump around a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm never bored. I think the thing that I really like about the role is trying to help the researchers do what they need and want to enjoy doing, you know, which is doing research that's policy relevant. And so like to the extent I can help them figure out how to do that better, that's incredibly gratifying. I think the other thing that's kind of cool, I was actually just thinking about this the other day, is that in this role, I get to learn about a lot more stuff. Um, you know, I have my little areas of research that I've focused on for 25 years, and I know a lot about that stuff. But, you know, I don't know that much about sea level rise and employment along the coast or wildfires or electricity modeling. And yet I get to learn about all that stuff and you know, try to be a little bit knowledgeable <laughs> about all of it uh, through this job. So that's really kind of cool. Hi, my name is Anaga Komaragiri. I'm a communications associate at Resources for the Future. As the communications associate, I mostly focus on RFF's publications uh, and just making sure that our research is condensed and conveyed in the most effective way possible. And that involves um, playing with new visual formats, playing with new structures and new styles and new kind of styles of publication that we want people to read. And that's been really exciting is just getting to brainstorm some new ideas for publications. With that general context of what you do, our podcast today is about a somewhat random day in the life. So what have you been up to today? Sure. So um, today I've mostly been big picture planning for um, the next kind of month of publications at RFF. So I've also been um, kind of thinking about how to get RFF's annual report that we just wrapped up on our website and designing a web page on uh, the site for it. So just kind of thinking through how to present that creatively. On top of that, I've also been kind of designing some figures for a handful of um, reports that we're about to release in the near future. So actually kind of getting into the weeds on some graphs and charts here and there. So yeah, that's been my day here so far. So tell me, just to wrap up, tell me one thing about your job, um, one thing that you found particularly fun or particularly interesting, surprising in your first six months here at RFF. Um, I would say something that I've been most surprised by is how much creative agency I have in this role with a lot of um, our products and I've really liked um, having the opportunity to come up with ideas and feel like I'm playing a pretty important role in our team here and, and making decisions for how um, RFF's content is like displayed to the world. Hi, my name is Sarah Tung. I am the Communications and Events Manager at Resources for the Future. So Sarah, you uh, are a woman of many hats and a woman of many voices. Um, can you tell us about what you're working on today? Like what, when we stepped in here to bother you, what, what were you working on? 
Oh, well, I uh, just stepped out of a meeting with one of our researchers here who's working on putting on a private workshop. So we were just chatting about um, the list of potential speakers for that. So um, that is top of mind for me today. And um, on my plate as well is uh, working on getting our annual report printed and mailed out to um, all of our supporters. So that's that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, how did you end up, um, you know, working on events, coordinating events here at RFF? I joined as part of the marketing and events team. And so um, my primary background is in communications. um, But in this new role that I stepped into um, late last year, it's been taking um, more of a guiding role and strategic role with um, putting on events. I think something that I really enjoy about uh, working on the comms team in general and and in my role is, um, like you said, you know, I wear many hats on the job and that's that's something that can be really fun because, you know, in addition to the fact that I feel like I'm learning a lot from the research that we put out, but I also feel like similarly, I get to learn a lot on the job um, because of wearing so many hats, you know, it's, it's always different every day um, depending on what we have going on there um, one time I got to like help out with putting together an infographic or another time I got to help out with drafting a press release so it's always a kind of a a new day Hi, my name is Andrea. I am the Director of Corporate Engagement at Resources for the Future. I get to sit at the intersection of our corporate sponsors and donors and partners, really, uh, and RFF's work. So I have my ears perked up to what is RFF doing? What's our research, our latest research? Um, What are the emerging issues? What are we thinking about? Because we really sit at the cutting edge of the future. And I match that with what companies are doing. We don't just work in a bubble or in a lab by ourselves. We work together with the marketplace where we would like to see things moving forward and advancing and progressing. So just yesterday, I was sitting in a call with, uh, with one of our big donors, with Josh Lin, our, our senior fellow in transportation, and they were geeking out on uh, uh, one of the electric vehicle tools that they developed and going very deep into the data. And it was such an honest discussion that at the end of the meeting, the donor basically said, you know, you guys really, uh, we appreciate this conversation because you guys are really at RFF, I really trying to ask the right questions and do the right thing. And I hear that over and over and over every single day, which is very inspiring. And I was surprised how well this is actually understood by our corporate partners, is that RFF is independent. And even though we may accept funds to support the research, we are very clear that that cannot influence the outcome of the research. The research is what it is. And that's just something that we we put up front in the conversation so there's no confusion and there's great appreciation around that. And when we accept those funds, it's very clear that, you know, the research is truly independent. It has to be. Yeah. So Andrea, we are uh, bursting into your office uh, and uh, interrupting your day. And like, what are you working on right now? Uh, Every day is different, which is what makes the job so exciting. Um, 
what am I working on right now? I'm working on prepping um, our president, Richard Newell, for his upcoming trip to Sarah Week, uh, which is the largest uh, conference of energy professionals. Yeah, it's like the Energy Super Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm prepping a bunch of meetings and interactions and connections for him to make while there, which is challenging because it's a sea of people. So uh, we have to be very strategic. You've been listening to Resources Radio. 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 You've been listening to Resources, to Resources Radio. Radio, a podcast from Resources for the Future, or RFF. If you have a minute, we'd really appreciate you leaving us a rating or a comment on your podcast platform of choice. Also, feel free to send us your suggestions for future episodes. This podcast is made possible with the generous financial support of our listeners. You can help us continue producing these kinds of discussions on the topics that you care about by making a donation to Resources for the Future online at rff.org slash donate. RFF is an independent, nonprofit research institution in Washington, D.C. Our mission is to improve environmental, energy, and natural resource decisions through impartial economic research and policy engagement. The views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the podcast guests and may differ from those of RFF experts, its officers, or its directors. RFF does not take positions on specific legislative proposals. Resources Radio is produced by Elizabeth Wasson. With music by Daniel Ramey. Join, Join us, us next, next week, week for another, another episode. episode. Maybe we should flip the script and I should ask you some questions. All right. Bring it. All right, Daniel. I would like to ask you if you could, using only sounds from your mouth, recreate the Resources Radio theme song. <laughs> it's, um, it's actually called a hemiola. The musical phrase sounds like it's in a different time signature than it's actually in. So for the music nerds out there, that opening sort of is, is a hemiola. It makes it sound like the, um, uh, the song is in the time signature of 3-4 when it's actually in 4-4. Four, four. But yeah, listeners might know I, I worked for about three years writing music for films and TV shows uh, before I went to grad school and, and did energy policy. <laughs> Cut that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded for posterity. <laughs>